It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Thick Boys Fight Club, baby. (laughs) And just to start it off, you know, we've been having, we've been telling everybody, like, comment, subscribe, get your chance to win that t-shirt for the Steepy Mayo Chick versus Daniel Cormier three fight. And today is the day of the drawing, the moment you've all been waiting for. And um, I calculate, since we're all, you know, gamblers here, I put out some odds for all of you on your percentages of winning. Peter Lines coming in as the favorite with a a roughly around 33-35% chance of winning here. After that, we have Clouds, Korean-British, Macau Morris, Gabriel Walker, and Brandon Phillip. All of you coming in with a roughly around 10-12% to chance of winning. And then after that, we have Sound of Violence, Patrick Houston, and Jacob Marshall. All right. Roughly around a 5% chance of winning, so... All right. Here we go. Well, we got well, little hat. well just hang on, show it one more time. Just before you guys do it, I just want to say thank you guys all for the comment. Uh, you know how the, the background yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, we can, yeah, we, they can see it. Yeah. Say thank you to everyone, though, real quick, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. You know, we do this for you, the fans. And we're going to keep doing things like this because, you know, we'll be honest. We won't get paid by YouTube. Not by you guys. By YouTube. So please, you guys got to keep commenting, liking, subscribing out there. If you want to be in the drawing for the next time, you know, we'll see um, who wins here. If they're comfortable enough, maybe we'll put you guys on the show, you know, for a little bit, just so you can show off your cool shirt. Um, But without further ado, let's see who wins the first shirt between Steve and Miosik and DC. Yeah, give it a stir it up. Give it a little stir around. And the winner is coming in, Clouds. Clouds going to be our winner today. Clouds. God damn it. Stupid thing. But yeah, Clouds will be hitting you up, asking you for your t-shirt size and everything. Um, yeah, so with that 10, what, 10% chance? Oh, no, he had the yeah, 10%. Yeah, 10% chance. You got it. Congratulations, All right. brother. Your odds, your yeah, wow. Okay, so the guy, your name is Clouds on on YouTube then, correct? Okay, so Clouds, do us a favor, man. Please um, hit us up on Instagram. I guess it's probably going to be the easiest way for us to get in contact with you. Um, I mean, I guess so, That right? Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. We'll yeah. see if there's a way I can hit you up on YouTube. Maybe there's yeah. like a messaging thing. I've never really fiddled around with it too much. But yeah, we'll try to hit you up. But if not, add us on Instagram, private message us on Instagram. And, um, hey, do it like today so we can order you that shirt up and we'll get it sent out to you, man. Yep. But yep. cool. Congratulations, brother. Yeah, and like we said, we're going to be doing lots of these drawings. Um, and, you know, we might as well announce what the next one's going to be. It's going to be the... I believe it's Khabib Gaethje, right? Is what we said. Is the I next think, yeah. one coming That's up? That's the next one. So yeah, because we were gonna do the Zabit, um, Yair Rodriguez, but seeing how that fight got canceled, we're now switching it to the Khabib versus Justin Gaethje, the lightweight title fight you've all been waiting for. So for keep, sure, and we'll start counting again from today. If you are already subscribed, you automatically get entered one time, and then every comment and like that you put down, you get an additional 
enter yep. into the drawing. Cool, cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll get that shirt sent out to you there, Clouds. Congratulations once again. But without further ado, let's get into this. Let me give you guys a little breaking news out of the UFC real quick. You know, uh, we had some great fights yesterday. Uh, oh, we yeah. got, yeah, you know, very good. We got Chris Weidman is looking for a quick turnaround, he said yesterday in the news. You know, so liking that, we'll see if he gets back in there. Uh, we'll break his fight down here in a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm that impressed with it, but we'll see what that, you know, old man can come out with. <laughs> yep, yep. Also yesterday, guys, talking about it, we got Curtis Blades has accepted a call out from Derek Lewis. I think that's a great matchup for next one. We'll kind of see where, how that, that falls. You know, yeah, I kind of thought Derek Lewis was going to be more talking about wanting to face the champ again, but... Wait, you Lewis know, called out yeah. Blades? Yeah. I Blades said next Next, I call um, Lewis next. Yeah, and then Derek Lewis, I called him out in an interview yesterday from what I understand. So, yeah, pretty cool. Bad matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, guys, also reading here, Dana White is in talks with Floyd Mayweather in regards to maybe a possible another boxing match. Who would it be with? We don't know. Uh, of course, they asked him about Connor real quick if there would be a rematch there. He said Connor is retired, so we'll have to see there. Uh, and Risahudo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's what I got for you. There wasn't too much in the news right now. I'm sure we're going to be getting some developing stories coming out this week, though. You know, due to the big fights coming up, but which we're pumped up about. Obviously, looking forward to next week's fight card, but. Real quick, let's break this one down for you guys, uh, just in case you didn't get a chance to watch. Yep, we'll get right into it. But real quick, just to oh. pat ourselves on the back. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. Oh nice, yeah. Well, got a nice five and zero, oh, but you know what? We'll call it four and one because we did recommend betting on the girl just because of the odds. But worst case, four and one. Look, guys, the first fight up was Benel Dariush, eighteen four and one, coming in as a minus one seventy five favorite fighting in the lightweight division against Scott Holtzman. And that was just a clinic. I don't know how to describe it. What did you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, you know, I know we had a little bit of doubts, you know, with calling yourself hot sauce. I thought you'd be a little more spicier. <laughs> but, my God, you had nothing for, for Benil, just like I thought. I mean, that guy is a gangster, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and then I got to come out and say, after the fight, too, man, I thought that was even cooler of him. I mean, super embarrassed about missing weight. He, you know, said, "Hey, Dana, if I do win the fifty thousand dollars, I want you to give it to the hot sauce over there." I mean, that's a real stand-up guy right there. That that tells me that something must have just went wrong with his weight cut. You know, um, before the fight started, when I had found out that he had missed weight, guys, I was getting a little nervous there. You know, and it, it made me start to kind of rethink it a little bit. But as we said, you know, Benil just has the skill, had way better skills than Hot Sauce, obviously, and it clearly showed. Yeah, look, Darius, he got the skills to pay the bills. At the end of the yeah. day, the guy's a sick black belt. He's incredible Super on the sick. ground. And then that time over at King's MMA under Rafael Cordero is really paying off. His Muay Thai, his stand-up is looking incredible. He's looking like an elite level striker, but, but I'm not willing to say that quite yet, but he's getting close. You know, he made Scott Holtzman, who is predominantly a stand-up fighter, look like he was the 
and he was. He was the worst out of the two on the feet. And we all knew how it was going to go on the ground. If it did, Darius was definitely the, had a clear advantage. So altogether, he just had a nice, well-rounded game and made an easy night of work. Easy work. Yeah. Nice spinning back fist to finish it all up. A little flash. Yeah, for um, sure. After that, in the ban- women's bantamweight division, we had Yana Kunitskaya fighting Julia Storlenko. Um, Yana is now a nice 13 and five. Julia is a nine, five and one. Look guys, it's like we said, or like I was saying, the experience, the amount of time that Yana spent in the UFC here, it just proved to be too much. You could just tell she was so much physically stronger than her. Just like the way she pinned her up against the, the fence. Like, look at those fucking back muscles. Yeah. And then you're looking at Julia and you're like, I'm sorry, girl. Like, if you're going to try to compete at the highest level of the 135-pound division, you got to put on some muscle mass because you had zero answer for being pinned against the cage. You know, she wasn't swimming. It didn't look like she was trying to swim for underhooks and try to spin around at all. She was really just trying to pull guard, which wasn't working. She didn't have any answers for what Yana was doing. It, yeah, just complete domination. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to come out and say it. There is a reason why we cover predominantly the UFC. The UFC is the elite. You cannot argue with that. When you see someone who's supposed to be a champion in another organization, and not only to say that, that last fight that she had for that belt in Invicta, I mean, on film looked like a crazy brawl. But, I mean, you got to say, it's almost like Yana could have taken on both of those girls in that fight and still came out victorious, honestly. I mean, the competition is just like none other. And we're going to put this note back in our, our little, um, you know, <laughs> organization notes here. I mean, if you see a girl coming in from another organization, my God, stay away. I was really pumped up on her. And for that, you know, my God, I was so disappointed yesterday. I really thought she was going to have a way better showing than that. She didn't have, she had zero answer for anything that was thrown to her. There was a glimpse of hope there in the second round where there was almost an armbar attempt. Very quickly, Yana realized, get the fuck out of there. She, you know, retreated and that was it. And yeah, guys, um, you know, I was the one on, I'll be honest, I was the one pumping that pick there. Ty was telling me I was a little crazy about that one. And uh, Ty Close chose it right, you know, for sure. Um, I like the odd, but there was reason the odd was what the odd was, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think what we just, we as collectively as gamblers have to remember is like we have to temper our expectations when someone's being hyped up. It's something we're noticing a lot now, especially right now in this current atmosphere of everything going on is they're really hyping up anyone new coming into the UFC and we just have to temper our expectations, look at it and just be realistic. Cause yeah. we forget how sometimes you want the new young thing the you, the new young hotness, to fucking come out there and dominate, but we forget how much veteran experience plays a huge factor in this. And, you know, it's just like we saw one of the prelim fights, which I loved was Tim means and how his, his experience in the octagon really helped him win that fight. It was a close one, one round. And then he just clinched up against the fence and 
you know, was able just to get a takedown and score enough points just to win, wasn't risking himself. And it's kind of the same thing with Yana. She was doing the same thing. You know, she knew that she was the physically bigger fighter, had the experience. She did have the advantage on the, she had a clear advantage on the feet, knew she shouldn't go to the ground and she played it perfectly. Just pin her against the cage, dirty box. Don't go for a takedown. Just hold her up top and dominate her there because the control time will, will win rounds. Exactly. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't entertaining by any stretch of the imagination, but not at all. Yeah. Um, after that, in the middleweight division, we had Maki Pitolo, now 13 and 6, who is a 145 underdog fighting Darren the Dentist Stewart, now a nice 12 and 5, coming in as the minus 165 favorite. And it's just like we said, we're from Hawaii and we told you don't bet on that dude. Yep. Look, Darren Stewart is just huge for the division. He's a great striker, and he's even got submissions now. He's, like, yep. really becoming that complete fighter that you want to see. And, honestly, keep an eye on him. He's someone that you might want to bet on a little more frequently. I like how his game is really developing. And, hopefully, he wants to do a quick turnaround as well. I'm, I'm hoping he does. Yeah, uh, we'll see what he does. You know, the odd on him winning by submission I saw was plus 1950 at some places. I mean, my God. If you had gotten that, congratulations. Wish I got a little piece of that money right there. That would have been sweet, yeah. sweet little taste. Um, yeah, you know, we should have just called it like it was, honestly, breaking it down. You had a guy who was big for the division and a guy who was extremely small for the division. And, I mean, taking all, all those things aside, usually the bigger guy can get it done, which is exactly all that was. Not taking anything away from Maki, though, honestly. Um, I mean, came out rough and his hands are heavy there is no doubt about that I mean he had his moments in that fight too for a little bit uh where you know it was like at any moment he could have had a knockout but it just wasn't his day yesterday like we thought and yeah you know he was able to kind of it, it Stewart was just able to kind of do whatever he wanted to with him honestly he, he controlled the f whole fight just about I would say yeah, you know, it was a short fight, but yeah, yeah, he was doing. Yeah, he was definitely picking him apart, and obviously Maki felt something that he felt the need to shoot for the takedown. It has been Darren Stewart's weakness yeah. is being taken down and controlled, but Stewart did a great job having an answer for that situation. And yeah, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, get, wrapping that W up. Done deals. Um, in the co-main event of the evening, fighting in the light heavyweight division, we had Omari Akhmedov. Now 25 and one, coming in as a slight underdog at plus 115 versus Chris Weidman, a nice 15 and five, who started off as a minus 135. I saw him go as high as minus 160 by the time the fight came around. Yeah. Um, it was a really close fight. They both, you know, they both won one round each. They both looked gassed out in the, by the end of the second round. But Chris just, you know, he really dug deep, got that final takedown that he needed to you know secure that last round it really just came down to who took the other down stand up neither guy looked overly impressive besides Akhmedov's body that liver punch was beautiful I will give him that but other than that there wasn't much on the feet to you know really talk about yeah no it was a wrestling clinic there for sure you had Chris Weidman uh, I definitely took the first then you had Akhmedov come back take the second and it was tied up. Got a little nervous there in the second round for Weidman. You know, he was definitely was the first out of both of them to get tired, I would say. Um, but then all of a sudden, mid-second round, 
Akhmedov obviously started getting, he saw him now start breathing heavy. And once it was at that point, it was, we knew it was going to be on. Chris Weidman's team must have saw that as well. And they just, you know, told him, hey, man, you want to win this fight? Go get those takedowns. Just keep taking them down. Like Ty always tells me, and it is totally true. If you don't believe us, go to the gym, try it yourself. Try pick up a body bag and just keep slamming it down multiple times. I mean, these wrestlers sometimes don't get the credit they deserve for how physically demanding that is on your body to continue to take someone down over and over and over. Yeah, and if you're just doing it with the body bag, bag yeah. <laughs> you're going to get tired and then try to do it to a person who doesn't want you to take them That's down. exactly what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. You and I will get tired just taking down the body bag. Now try to do it, like you said, with someone who's fighting you to not want to take get taken down. So, yeah. yeah. That's why it's like the control is so important. When you when you get them down, you got to control them. Don't let them – unless you're like a Khabib or – what's that new kid that just showed up? Like, oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but uh, unless you have that. like some ris- ridiculous cardio, like Zabit or Khabib, uh, and can just put a wrestling clinic on and have no problem doing takedowns for 15 minutes, it's like really savor those minutes on top. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's what it was. And, you know, I'm I going to say this though, man. I, I'm, st- I, you know, wide mid, I don't know, man. I love the dude and everything like that, but. I don't think you're going to win every match like that, you know, and we kind of did see it. He's, his jaw is definitely a little weak and you know, he's, he's kind of becoming a fragile man there. Definitely still has enough competition to fight. No doubt about it, but I don't know about breaking into the top 10 or anything like that, man. I think that would be a rough deal for you. If he's suggesting that he wants to make a run at the top. That's what he's suggesting. I know, but think about who you're going to go up against. Oh, my God. Paulo Costa, (laughs) Israel Adesanya, Kevin Gastelum. Bro, these guys, like, I know he beat Kevin Gastelum, but these guys got knockout power. Like, what? If I was, I get it. Matt Sarah and, you know, Ray Longo, they love the guy, and they want him to do whatever he wants, but. Please, for his health, pick the right fights for him. Don't exactly. be putting him in unnecessary danger. That's what I'm saying, too. Yeah. Um, last but not least, the main event, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Now a nice 24-7, and seven, coming in as the minus 230 favorite, fighting Alexi Olenek, 59, now 14-1. and one. Coming in as a plus 190 underdog. I believe he moved up to around plus 215 by the time the fight got started. And I think Lewis almost got up to – I think he was minus 260, minus 270 by the time the fight started. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you take it away, Nick? Oh, and you can see why. I mean, we uh, – as we said, what we predi- – our predictions came true. As long as Derek Lewis didn't get taken down, everything was going to be A-OK. Second Derek Lewis went down – Things started becoming a little bit of a problem. Um, I would never say he was in a bad situation completely. Um, actually, let me take that back. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the first round, did start to get a little nerve-wracking there. If he would have twisted his hand back a little bit more, we could have started to see a problem. Uh, why Derek Lewis decided to go to the ground was kind of beyond me. I don't know what he saw there. I mean, because... When he was on top. He's the baddest blue belt in Texas, apparently. I mean, when he was, (laughs) I mean, when he was on the top, man, like the the gorilla that he is, man, I mean, he was smashing. I mean, 
those punches and he throws them wild like that. They are vicious. Uh, very nervous about some back of the head shots though. And that would have been a shame if it would have ended like that. But you know, he's got to control a little bit, but you can see why he gets a little crazy when his, you know, action starts by all means, just start throwing. But just like we thought guys, Derek Lewis got the knockout in the second. I, I'm not sure if it went over, over in the over, did it? No, I'm Was pretty it, sure it hit the under. It hit the sure under it then. So, yeah, you know, um, Derek Lewis just had to stick to his game plan just like we thought. I'm sure when he went back to his side, his team told him, do not go to the ground like that again in this fight. And, uh, and obviously he listened, so that was very good. Yeah, it was um, – look, I was – I don't know why Lewis decided to take Alexi down. I did feel confident that, like, Alexi's mostly a top-controlled grappler and has good submissions on the top. He has done a couple of Ezekiel chokes, but I think that was more people had gassed out and he applied the pressure and the guy was tired and looked for a way out. Um, But it's still, it's terrifying enough that he did get swept and then Alexi was able to go on top. And let me tell you, man, at 30 seconds to the clock, I think Lewis could have got tapped out at the end of that first round. That key lock was pretty close. And it just shows it, – it does make me worry about him in the future. Like like you said, if he fights Curtis Blades, I'm going to tell you right now, you just bet on Curtis Blades. There's, it will not be a competition. Lewis can knock anybody out, yes, but his takedown defense is real bad. He, has, he is terrible off of his back. He had no answers to get back to his feet besides – just tough it out. Like that um, old school judo um, neck crank that he was doing. Given that's a neck crank, guys. It's not a choke. He's just in a lot of pain. It is very uncomfortable. It is difficult to breathe, but you can breathe. As long as you don't panic, you, you'll be fine, which is I'll give props to Derek Lewis. He didn't panic. He waited. He toughed it out. But other than that, he was not trying to roll. He was not, he was not using his legs to try to get a half guard or anything. In the future, if he really doesn't focus on his ground game, it's going to be a quick night of work for a lot of guys for them. Yeah, They're just going to see that weakness. Yeah, for sure. But Derek Lewis got it tonight. That's all that matters. Yep. 100%. <laughs> so, look, he, he, like we said, Alexi's just too old to be fighting. I hate to say it. Lewis is probably top five in the division. And I was telling Nick yesterday while we were watching it that the most realistic fight if Daniel Cormier wins – his fight against Stipe Miocic and rides off into the sunset is you put Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis too for the title. That's yeah. what you do. That's the fight to make for the championship. I like that too. Yeah. And then Curtis Blades can have the winner or yeah. Curtis Blades. You know what? Curtis Blades fights Stipe afterwards and the winner gets the winner of those two. That's what you fucking do. Yeah, for sure. So Dana, I'm here. If you need, if you got any job openings. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much again for watching. Uh, we will be back for a super exciting show on Wednesday. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be a good time. Steve Miocic, DC, coming at you. For the baddest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> Let it, real. Yep. That will be the match. Can't wait for next Saturday night. Start sleeping now so I can just wake up and have it be Sunday or Saturday already. <laughs> but yeah, guys, right on. Thank you so much for um and what and one more time, Clouds. Congrats, brother. Yeah, congratulations, man. So we'll be hitting get, you up. Yeah, 
get in contact today so we can get that shirt to you, man, so you can wear it to your um, party shindig or your um, mother's basement, whatever that is you go to watch the fights at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Take it easy, everybody. We'll be back Wednesday with the picks. We've got an exciting show, like I said. Tune in for reels. Subscribe, like, comment as always. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, till next time. Shoot.